Friday, December 17th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 15 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared, for cash on FanDuel, what do you like this week? A pretty easy call here for me. Aaron Rodgers, $7,600 on FanDuel. Chuck's in it pretty easily our top dollars per point value at the position. Just has been really good lately. 26-plus FanDuel points in three straight games. And I, I love this spot against Baltimore, who remains tough against the run, but has been bad against the pass. Uh, they're still still dealing with a bunch of injuries and COVID issues in the secondary. Uh, Baltimore 27th in adjusted points allowed to quarterback. So I, I expect a pass-heavy game plan from Green Bay on Sunday and for Rodgers to have a big day. Aaron Rodgers is the focal point for me here at quarterback across contest formats. I don't think yep. there's anybody else that's really even close. I mean, technically, Kyler Murray and Jimmy Garoppolo are close in our FanDuel dollars per point projections, but Kyler's $1,200 more. Garoppolo is $900 less, and he's not Aaron Rodgers, in case anybody wasn't sure about that. You mentioned the Baltimore pass defense being soft. They recently lost lead corner Marlon Humphrey, so they're even softer now then the season-long numbers make it look like Chuck Clark is on the COVID list. D-lineman Calais Campbell looks like he's trending toward not playing with a thigh injury. I mean, this could just be a vintage Aaron Rodgers day where he has four touchdowns by halftime, and then it doesn't even matter what he does after that. So he's a top play for me in cash. He's a top play on the tournament side as well, especially just being $100 more in salary than Dak Prescott. You know, I would expect Rodgers to be much more popular on FanDuel than he'll be on DraftKings just because of the pricing. Um, I still think he's a fine tournament play here. Um, I'm, I'm going to consider Kyler in tournaments here. I'm going to consider Matt Stafford. You mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I do think he's in play at $6,700. He's been more of a floor play this season, but he does have three games of 20-plus FanDuel points, including one game of 27. You know, that would definitely get it done at this price tag. Um, and then for $100 – Cheaper, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, 6600 bucks here. He's averaging 270 passing yards and 2.3 passing touchdowns over his last four games now. Um, that four-game stretch includes outings of 25.8, 22.9, and 19.3 Fando points. Tennessee's middle of the pack in Football Outsiders past defense DVOA. But teams, teams go pass heavy against Tennessee. They're fourth in situation neutral pass rate again. So, you know, that kind of explains why they're down at 25th in adjusted points allowed to quarterback. So it's, it's a pretty good spot for, for Ben, especially considering the price tag on FanDuel here. Yeah, I have both of those quarterbacks down as well. The price, it makes it so that you can go a couple different ways. You can either stack the cheap quarterback with, you know, one pass catcher and not necessarily have it be, be all of your lineup, you know, like your lineup either rises or falls with them absolutely smashing this week. The salary, I think, makes it so they can just be a piece of the overall build or you can commit to it and add a second pass catcher to either with Ben Roethlisberger. It would be Deontay Johnson and chase Claypool. They're reasonably priced 7,200 bucks for Deontay Johnson, 6,400 for chase Claypool Garoppolo. The Kittle's the obvious one that you have to get in there. Brandon, Ayuk at 6,600 is certainly fittable as well. So a few different ways to go. And that Falcons D 29th in pass defense DVOA. 
they are tops in adjusted fantasy points allowed to QBs and not in a good way. And, you know, you already mentioned the matchup with the Titans. So we've seen Ben Roethlisberger throw two plus touchdown passes for the past five games, three touchdowns in two of those. Most recently, that game against Minnesota could have easily had a fourth in that game, too, if uh, Pat Fryermuth had caught that last one. Yeah, I would not stack Jimmy G with Debo Samuel, who's, you know, like half running back, half wide receiver at this point. I think, you know, Debo and, and Jimmy G might actually be negatively correlated. Yeah, I agree with that. Running back, we talked about it on DraftKings. There are not many sure things at running back this week. The Chiefs and Chargers are done already. Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, all playing Saturday. Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Sunday night. Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Monday night. So doesn't leave us with a whole lot to choose from. That's why for cash, Jared... I'm going to do it. I'm going to play James Robinson at 6,300 bucks. I mean, played his largest snap share since week six last week, carried no injury status into that game. We'll see about the injury status this week, but he's been on the same practice schedule this week as last. Carlos Hyde has been ruled out with the concussion, so he's not going to play. And then most of all, Houston gave 16 for 137 and two to Rashad Penny on the ground last week. Rashad Penny certainly doesn't have as much success in the NFL behind him as James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, we have we have pretty conservative projections for Robinson, and he still comes in as the sixth best value at running back on FanDuel. So I definitely think he's in play. Um, we just found out Miles Gaskin is off the COVID list. He should play on Sunday against the Jets. He's sixty six hundred dollars on FanDuel, so I think he's in play for for cash and tournaments. Antonio Gibson is our top value right now at sixty nine hundred dollars. The quarterback situation is a concern in Washington, but I still think Gibson just for the volume you can expect from him you know last week was obviously disappointing pretty much got benched after uh, losing a fumble but in the four games prior to that he had 29 36 19 and 26 opportunities uh, you know, so that that's big volume for the price tag um, so I like those two guys now I, I think Devontae Freeman's in play on FanDuel too he's just 5900 bucks here um, he has 12.9 FanDuel points per game over the last four he's averaging 14.8 carries and five targets per game over his last four outings yeah, I think I would lean away from him in cash and more toward him in a GPP setup, but I certainly can't argue against him at the price and with what else is around. On the GPP side, James Robinson here too. We'll see what his ownership projection gets up to because it certainly could be high. Everybody's waiting for the James Robinson breakout this week. I'll be curious yeah. to see those numbers as we get closer to game time. I also have to throw out Zeke Elliott and it feels you know kind of <laughs> icky, but 6700 bucks certainly a good price on at least the ghost of Zeke Elliott. And we'll see how much of the real guy shows up today or this week, not today. I hope he doesn't show up today. Touchdown upside is a big thing in this one against the Giants. He quietly too, though, got six targets last week against Washington, only caught one of them, but that's six plus targets in three of the past four games. And the six targets against Washington came with all three of those wide receivers healthy and solidly involved. So We'll still get some Zeke Elliott passing stuff here. Tony Pollard remains iffy, although he did practice Thursday. We'll see where he's at heading into the game. We know the downside risk, and that's why $6,700 Zeke is not in cash consideration for me. But we also know the upside of the offense. We know the weakness of the Giants, uh, who are also, they could be without a couple of defensive linemen. Leonard Williams has been limited this week. Austin Johnson looks like he's going to miss the game with a foot, foot injury. So we're getting a run defense that's already among the worst in the league might be even worse heading into Sunday. Yeah, Zeke has between nine and 14 carries in, in six straight games now. So it, it seems like, you know, that's kind of where Dallas wants him as he manages this knee injury. He does have two games of six targets and a game of eight targets over that span. So he's still getting nice passing game volume. And, and I mean, really, I think he you know, he could just fall into the end zone twice 
um, in this matchup against the Giants. So I, I do think um, he, he, it's just a good price uh, for Zeke at 6,700. I'm going to throw out Dante Foreman here too. We talked about him uh, on the drafting spot. He's probably even a, a little better play here on FanDuel because you don't expect a ton in the passing game from Foreman, but he got 13 carries last week, despite not playing in the fourth quarter. So I think, you know, 15 plus carries is definitely in play this weekend. The matchup's good against the Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh 30th and football outsiders run defense DVOA after getting you know smashed by Dalvin cook last week. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if the Steelers play more than nine people on defense. after <laughs> It didn't really work last week. Yeah. Good idea. Wide receiver for cash in setting up for the show. I was wondering if there's enough value around on FanDuel to fit Devonte Adams, Cooper cup and George Kittle into the same lineup. And I can report that it is definitely possible, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, but also with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I think the key here is James Robinson and Devonte Freeman as the running back duo for the savings mm-hmm. for the touch certainty and upside, but it's possible even without, ending up with anything in the lineup that makes you cringe. Yeah, I think that's viable. And I'm probably not going to get to Kittle in cash here, but I, I, you know, I do like playing both Devonta Adams, 8,500 and Cooper cup at 9,000 here. Um, Deontay Johnson at 7,200 bucks checks in as our third best value. I'm not sure if you could, you know, get all three of those wide receivers. I think maybe for your third wide receiver spot going down to Devonte Parker at 5,800 bucks or Van Jefferson, at 6,200 bucks, you know, both just good target bets for those price tags. Parker's already averaged eight targets per game this season. And now Jalen Waddle is likely out of this game against the Jets. Um, and then, you know, Van Jefferson should get a target boost too with Odell Beckham likely out for Sunday's game against the Seahawks. Yeah. And I mean, Jefferson had only three targets last week against the Cardinals, but before that he had seven plus in four straight games, six plus in six straight games. So He's probably a better target bet than even I think he is when looking at his name and looking at a situation. So I have those two guys down as well. GPP, I like the Adams cup combo here as well for the the ceiling and maybe for, you know, each guy is obviously going to be very highly owned. I don't know how highly owned the combo is going to be. And really, I don't care that much because you can play them both and you can play either of their quarterbacks. We already talked about them, but there's only $100 in salary difference between Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford. So assuming that you're playing multiple lineups, you can do some with each of them. And there are also attractive, you know, secondary receiving options in both of those offense to build out the upside in those lineups. Van Jefferson or Tyler Higbee, if you're playing Stafford, MVS, Alan Lazard, even Aaron Jones as a potential option to go with Rogers and Devonte Adams in a Packer heavy lineup. Yep. Like those stacks um, definitely be heavy on the Packers. I'm going to play DK Metcalf in tournaments. You know, he, he's even viable in cash. I think assuming Tyler Lockett misses this game. Um, he's our seventh best dollars per point value at wide receiver had, had a big game against the Rams back in week five. Um, Gabriel Davis is down at 4,900 bucks on FanDuel. Um, you know, again, I think, you know, spending like an extra thousand to get to Devonte Parker, uh, makes sense in cash, but I think Davis for tournaments is in play. And I'm going to throw out Michael Gallup too. He's 5,900 bucks. Even with the wide receiver core at full strength last week, Gallup ran out on 90% of Dallas's pass plays and saw nine targets, a 23% target share. His targets in the last four games now, 10, 8, 9, and 9. And, you know, Amari Cooper has missed some of that time. CeeDee Lamb even missed, I think, some of that time. Uh, but I don't know. I think Gallup just seems entrenched right now, you know, as a, as a high volume piece of that Dallas passing game. And, you know, we, we like the spot for that offense. They have the fourth highest implied total on the main slate. 
Yeah, I think the Cardinals wideouts, A.J. Green and Christian Kirk, also get a bump. If if James Connors out for this game, I think we see a little bit more of a passing lean as they get close to the end zone. And DeAndre Hopkins is out as the main touchdown catcher. So that just raises the ceiling on them, even if they don't go super high passing volume this week. Yep, agreed. Tight end for cash. What are you favoring? Yeah, so as we mentioned, um, you know George Kittle at seventy eight hundred and Mark Andrews at seventy four hundred. They they come in as our top two values at the position, just to give you an idea of you know how highly we have them projected this week. So they're definitely in play. I think I'll go down to Zach Ertz at fifty three hundred bucks. You know you're saving over two thousand dollars by going down to Zach Ertz. Um, second on the on the team last week with an eighty percent route rate behind behind only DeAndre Hopkins. Um, who now, of course, is out for the rest of the season. So that leaves some extra targets behind for Ertz to pick up. Ertz already ninth among tight ends and expected fantasy points per game since joining the Cardinals back in week seven. So the usage has been strong. It should get a slight boost with Hawkins out. And he gets you know the, the Lions matchup, obviously, which is pretty much good for everyone on this Cardinals offense. It is, and specifically for tight ends, the Lions are 24th in tight end coverage DVOA, and safety Tracy Walker is not yet off the COVID list after missing last week's game. He's only been on it. He got put on it six days ago, I believe, so there's certainly a chance that he's not back in time to play this game, which further hurts the tight end coverage for the Lions. Yeah, I mean, anything that you like for the Cardinals, you can definitely make a case for really in any contest format here this week. George Kittle, despite having the top uh, salary at the position, well ahead of even Mark Andrews in our FD dollars per point projections. So he's certainly going to be in the mix. We'll see. I, I, I'm not sure if my primary cash lineup is going to wind up having Devonte Adams, Cooper cup and George Kittle, but it might, like I said, I, I found out that you can build that lineup without yeah. having any players that you're like, eh, I don't expect much from him, but he fits salary wise. So it's, it's a, not a bad week to be building lineups like that on FanDuel. Yeah. I've, I've, I've just seen too many, two, three target games from George Kittle to pay that much for him in cash. It's understandable. On the GPP side, I I was all set to be interested in Ricky Seals Jones here and on DraftKings. Here he's 4,500 bucks, but all the quarterbacks have disappeared. They got blown away in the COVID breeze this week. So I think the only other tight end besides the guys that we mentioned already is Mike Gusecki at 6,200 bucks. Five catches, 50 yards on six targets in the week 11 meeting with the Jets, who they play again this week. He's caught 15 of 20 targets over the past three games, six plus targets in four of his past five games. And he had 11 targets last week with Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker on the field, tied Jalen Waddle for the team lead in that game. So losing Jalen Waddle for this game, you know, only further helps Gesicki's target upside. Yeah, that's what I have here, too. Because um, he's our fourth best dollars per point value at tight end. But I, I think he's going to get lost between, you know, George Kittle and Mark Andrews up top. And then I do think Zach Ertz, you know, for $900 cheaper than Gasecki is going to be quite a bit more owned than Gasecki. And I, I think Gasecki is, you know, really as good a target bet as anyone on this slate at tight end with Jalen Waddell out. The matchup obviously great against the Jets. Defense, I mentioned the Jaguars for DraftKings. I think at 3600 here, they're an option as well. They're $400 cheaper than the Texans' defense in the same game. And the, the good matchup Ds this week are priced up a little bit. San Francisco is at 4300 against Atlanta. Eagles, 4300 against Washington. Dallas, 4600 against the Giants. I think all three of those are in play if that $700 plus difference from the Jaguars doesn't matter to you. I would choose the Eagles first, given that it's probably going to be either Garrett Gilbert or 
um, Kyle Shermer at quarterback for Washington. The best case scenario for Washington's quarterback this week is that Kyle Allen makes it out of the COVID protocol early. And Kyle Allen has been a nice thing to have your defense match up against. Yeah. Philly comes in as our second best value at defense on FanDuel. The top value is actually the Bengals who, you know, just be a total punt play at $3,400. I think they're fine, especially in cash. I I don't think they're going to kill you. I think they'll have a, a decent game. I don't expect a lot of points in that Broncos Bengals game. I like Denver on the other side of that game at four thousand dollars. You know, Cincinnati's allowed the third most sacks this season, and they also have the fourth most interceptions. So it's been a good matchup for defenses. And then up top, the Cowboys at forty six hundred and the Cardinals at forty eight hundred. I think um, trying to get up to them in tournaments makes sense. Both have big ceilings. Well, that's going to do it for this week 15 FanDuel podcast. You can head over to DraftSharks.com now to get more player recommendations. Kevin English has your cash game picks. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. Then you can play with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and other fantasy football formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. You can find the link to do that in the description for this podcast, wherever you might be listening to it. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.